0: Hey everybody, I'm Abel Baker, and I'm Adam Renshaw, <laughs> and we are here with you in 3D Super Sound out of BVHC Studio in Hardin, Montana. We're the one in five. This is a podcast about the rural American healthcare experience. In today's
1: episode, we are very privileged to have the Stephanie Chosa, Pharmacy Director of Bighorn Valley Health Center. And she's joining us to talk about the role of the pharmacy or the pharmacist in the holistic approach to healthcare. We're also going to hear her story about starting a pharmacy from the ground up in a frontier community. And stay with us because at the end We have something special for you. Abel, do we have a bonus round? No, we
0: do. And it's the first of hopefully many. We're going to start something called Ask the Pharmacist. Mm, Sounds intriguing. Our listeners will be able to ask, send us an email at the one in five podcast at iCloud.com. And we can ask our pharmacist. But there's a problem, Adam. What? We don't. Have any emails asking a pharmacist? So, I mean, what do you do? I find that
1: hard to believe.
0: Well, it's true. Okay. I mean, even though we are the best podcast on rural healthcare <laughs> in America, so what do we do, Abel? Well, what we do is I've created a a a, a way, a system. Okay, and it's I think it's foolproof. But what we are going to do is ask. A series of synthetic questions, Adam. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know what that means. Well, our listeners are going to understand when they get there. Okay. But we have got five or six great questions from people who are synthetic all around Montana. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so it will be interesting. It
1: will be interesting. So stay tuned at the end of the interview with Stephanie Chosa, Pharmacy Director. And thanks again for joining us for another episode of the One and Five. Let's get into it, Abel. All right. Well, we are here with Stephanie Chosa, Pharmacy Director for Bighorn Valley Health Center. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. (laughs) We have a couple of questions that we wanted to ask you, um, some things that we wanted to chat about today. Abel, do you want to take us away with this first question, or do you want to lead us into something different?
0: Since we have a guest, seriously, pretty much mostly interested in hearing your story because i've known you for a while but i i was even asking adam um before this like can we can we just hear her story like what is it like to start from zero and build a pharmacy in rural montana what has your experience been like so and you want
2: to know my story, not just setting up a pharmacy.
0: Yeah, not like, you know, the Lego instructional guy, oh, but yes. like Is there a brand. difference?
2: What?
1: Oh, good is, question. Is there a difference? I mean what so obviously you're you're making a distinction here. Your story's different than what it's normally like. Mm. Yes, yes. We want to hear your story, not the Lego brand. Yeah. Here. Yeah.
2: Yes. So my story is a little bit unique. Cool. So, um, I began my pharmacy career working as a pharmacist at Crow Northern Cheyenne Hospital. So government, don't really have to worry about insurance, don't really have to worry about um, ordering as much as you do in the retail world. So I reached out to Bighorn Valley Health Center um, before they reached out to me. And I was like, hey, there's this 340B program. Are you guys interested in starting a pharmacy program? I would be interested potentially in that and starting that program. About a year after I sent that initial email, they offered me that position. So I came to work my very first day, and they handed me a laptop, and they gave me a chair at a counter, and they said, okay, good luck. Start
1: a
0: pharmacy. Yep,
2: start our (laughs) our pharmacy.
0: So before we we carry on, um, our listeners, and Adam, you brought this up. They might not know. 340B. Yeah, what is that, 340B? Can you explain that?
2: So 340B is a program that's regulated by HRSA um, and it's a discounted drug program that was started up for community health centers, federally qualified health centers to make drugs more affordable for these grant funded programs, especially for patients that maybe couldn't afford them prior to this program being in place.
0: Okay. Okay. And yeah. So that plays in, you see that and then you, so we're, we're, we're getting back to your story. You've got a laptop and a chair. <laughs> and <laughs> did you have a desk? Remember um, when we, our desks moved forever? Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's yeah. not really a desk. It was a counter. Yeah. Okay. With a space and a lamp.
1: Steph, what was that date again? It was November?
2: Oh, uh, when I came? December? November.
1: November. Okay. So it was right about six months before I came
0: on.
2: Yep. So we're yep. thinking yes.
0: almost six years ago?
2: No, no, no. no, no, no. I, 2015.
0: So four. Wow. Yeah. That was not that's not that long ago. You were whoa. Yeah. Okay. So if our if our listeners understand, we're starting from the story from, from desk, not even a desk, a chair, a laptop. Um, and and so you've got these things, and where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. It that's an that's unbelievable. If it people is unbelievable. could see what I see, yeah. And you've been happy. You've never ripped my head off <laughs> in the midst of some of the stuff you've been going through. You've been able to be present and work through. This is unbelievable. So now help us to understand how you got from that to
1: where we're at now. Where we're at now. Which? which how is, would you describe which it? Which is I'm, so, so. I mean. I've seen some ups and downs in this process. I mean, we've gone through some some major waves, um, but I'm not going to point out the negative. I'm going to point out the positive. And so, we've seen this pharmacy grow tremendously. But not only here in just this city, but you've also planted one in Miles City as yep. well. You've started another pharmacy in Miles City. Gosh, right about a year ago. What is it? The eleventh.
2: Yep. Okay. January 11th. January 11th.
1: Yeah. 2019. For my birthday. some reason. I, oh, that's why I remember it. And that's coming up. Oh, no. no that's that's past. <laughs> right. We're in February now. Good. I just was looking at my watch and it said the 7th. So, that's but yeah. Crazy. So she started another pharmacy. But yeah. So, so bring us from laptop, no desk, um, a thought in your head. Did you
0: have vision? Did you have like. Oh, it could be. Oh, wait. Did you Google? Were you like, <laughs> and you don't have to answer this, okay? but were you like, how do I start a pharmacy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, then the first one was like an ad.
2: No. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> no, actually it was, it was one of those deals where, um, I knew I needed a pharmacy license, right? So I'm like, okay, I need a Montana pharmacy license. We'll start there. But past that, I knew nothing else. I knew I needed a DEA license and a pharmacy license, so I got the pharmacy license, and then I did a lot of research and I found out oh, you need an MPI number. But and then once you have an MPI number, then you need an NCPDP account, and I didn't even know what that was, so I had to Google it, and um, had to figure out what that meant. And then you have to sign up for certain insurances differently than others, and you had to fight for contracts, then you have to pick out the software, you have to design the interior of the pharmacy, you have to, you know, what drugs do you order, once, oh, and then you got to set up the wholesaler accounts, so, but it all started with, I know I need a pharmacy license before I can do anything else.
0: Nice. But did you really, though? Uh, Anyways, go on. Yes, (laughs) I'm totally kidding, that was fun If you're listening, it it just got really awkward (laughs) Stephanie
1: just looked daggers at Abel after that question
0: Well, yeah,
1: I mean it's complex So I came on just a couple of months after you My second day, you, I don't know if you remember this You, me, Dr. Mark, Shelly Sutherland We got in a van and we drove to Ashland because there was a health fair.
2: Oh, I do remember that.
1: And we have a pharmacy in Ashland as well. Mm-hmm. And you were setting up a table for the pharmacy there at mm-hmm. the Ashland Health Fair. And I remember some of our conversation even from that day. It was brief. You were really sort of in the zone of tabling the event, which rightfully so. So, but that was my second day. And, yeah. and I remember as we continued to move past that, um, chatting with you and encountering really weird things to me as, as a non-healthcare person. Like, you have to have a regular stock of medication, but you also have to have a 340B stock of medication, and coming into the pharmacy and seeing like these weird signs that was like, "Okay, these are three forty b only, <laughs> and these are regular stock of medications. Can you tell us a little bit about how you had to sort of build your stock up and
2: right, so yeah we we do a physically separated inventory, and that's where that three forty b comes into play. Those medications um, are only eligible for patients when the patient sees an eligible provider and that has to be one of our providers one of our you know community health center providers so when we we're building our stock up the first few meds we bought were 340b and then it just kind of ballooned from there because we started getting prescriptions in and we just ordered them as we got for non oh, 340b yep, medication
1: okay. as well
0: yes
2: yeah both and then and we so, had to figure out how do you indicate yeah. which is which
0: how did you know how to, how did you know how to do that? Cause I'm assuming there was this sense of autonomy and independence that you had. Like there wasn't like big brother pharmacy brand, like saying, you know, going through this, step, how step. did you know, you know, how to do, how to do it this way? What did you, how did you get, did you have somebody that helped you out and how did that process work out?
2: Do you mean like, Separating the inventory well, or knowing what to order or- like
0: like the wisdom of getting the three forty b and then going um uh, basically prescription by prescription to build stock in the others how uh, how did you know how to do that? I mean, I would have been like what do I do? How, do? how do I take these next steps?
1: Right. Should I order a bunch of these meds? These are common that's meds. What oh. I was, that's yeah. what I'm wondering is. Or was, should we just wait and, and as the prescriptions come, then we order it? Because your turnaround's really great on the ordering. You, know, mm-hmm. you can order something one day and it comes the next day.
2: Right, right. So that is a great advantage. So when we first started, what we did was is we ran a report through our electronic medical record at that time to look at like the top, say, 20 to 50 prescribed meds. Mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, well, we'll just start with 340B um, meds, but we'll look at, you know, what's, you know, most likely going to be prescribed that we're going to need. And so, um, you know, our first medication, I'll never forget because the picture is still out there. It was amoxicillin and that was our very first medication. It was a very first bottle that came in. And then after that, we just looked at the top 20. I ordered the top 20 and then it was just Prescription by prescription okay. after that.
1: Okay. Boom. Boom. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: That's so what, what would you say? Like you're, 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 you're beginning this process and in your story, what are some of the like themes that, that you look at in, in the story from a uh, laptop, no desk kind of desk to where you're at now? What are some of the things that you've kind of learned through those experiences or even a theme that you see?
2: Well, before I get into what I learned, one of the biggest challenges for me, because my career began as a government, you know, in the government, I guess. So we didn't have to worry about if you could afford your copay or if, um, if you had insurance or no insurance, I mean, it wasn't as big a concern. Okay. So now when we started this pharmacy, the biggest concern was we got to get your insurance information in there. You know, we got to look at the copay and then, you know, we can't discount the copay, um, per the contract. So that was the biggest challenge, learning how to run a cash register wow, and then running things through insurance and then having to call for rejections or prior authorizations or, you know, things like that, things mm-hmm. I've never done before. I've never had to do that.
0: I remember those days. So yeah. that's now that, now that you're filling in what's going on in the background there, that helps me understand like what I was witnessing. So, wow. Yeah. That's well, a lot.
1: In the- Steph, you have a very strong sort of a customer service uh, ethic, I guess um for lack of a better term. and so that played really well in in with this starting because. I know your heart. I know you. I've met you. We've known each other for three years now. We play Frisbee together, <laughs> you know, which, by the way, she's a killer. We call her um, 8 to 10 Steph.
0: We on, should say Ultimate Frisbee because I don't want anybody to think like you yeah, guys are like we're giggling. <laughs> and throwing Frisbee back oh, and forth, yeah. yeah. Well, there's um,
2: definitely giggling, though. I yeah, mean, there is. Yeah. Yeah, we call her math. 8
0: to 10 Steph
1: on the Ultimate Frisbee field because... Um, if a catch is anywhere in the eight to 10 difficulty, you can be sure she's going to catch it. But if it's like one to seven, she's prone to mistake and error. (laughs) Like
0: catches it with her neck kind of a thing. It's like, uh,
1: yeah, you're supposed to put your hand there.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) But so apparently she, you really like challenges and that's why you're starting another (laughs) pharmacy right now. (laughs) So I say all that to say that I know
1: by getting to know you, I've, I've, What I've been able to witness of you is your heart is to serve the community and so that how I mean I know you've had challenges
2: right and you're going to have challenges anywhere in retail business no matter what the business is right and granted our pharmacy's mission and vision is not to be a business but it is like you have to still operate in such a way that we you know you can't take huge losses or you can't Um, be rude, you know, but Mm -hmm. I have to say that starting a pharmacy by itself is a lot of work and it's challenging. It's even more challenging in a rural community that was used to the pharmacy, say, that was in town. And so you want to bring that, you want to bring those folks to your pharmacy. You want to encourage like, Hey, give us a shot or come on over here. But the community was, is so patient with us Mm -hmm. and they're so gracious, even on our worst days, because we have the attitude of we we are here for you, and you know so we try to smile. You know you try to greet people warmly. Yeah, but
1: and we have great staff over there. Yes, there's great staff. Oh yeah. Um, thanks for sharing that story, um, or some of it at least, and and giving us a little bit of glimpse of how what it's like to start a pharmacy from the ground up and in the way you did it. Um, I. I guess I had sort of maybe one more question before. And then I, I have one after we that. Moved can, on. we, okay. can we, yeah, yeah. let's um, do that. So within, so there's a strong whole health focus or right. what we would call a holistic approach to healthcare. And that's one of the big reasons that we wanted a pharmacy in-house. Right. Um, so I guess my question is what, is the role of the pharmacist in the overall or the whole health of the patient?
2: So, the role of the pharmacist, well, let's start with the role of the pharmacy. So, the role of pharmacy actually good. helped us to complete that entire, like, say, circle of care, if you want to call it that way. You come in and see your provider, you're sick, you don't feel good, you get prescribed something, but now you don't have to go across town or you, you know, or maybe even to another town, depending on how rural or frontier. The environment is now the pharmacy is inside the same building as the clinic. So we close that loop of we can actually talk to the provider. So if we have questions, I don't necessarily have to pick up the phone. So as a pharmacist, if I'm looking at something and and I'm like, well, you know, maybe this dose or, you know, there could be an interaction here. Let's let me go talk to your provider. I can just walk down the hall. That's so that's nice. really the biggest pharmacist role in our community health center setting is we're able to have that stronger relationship with the prescribers in clinic and in all of our clinics. We've grown to helping out our providers in Lewistown now as well. They ask us questions like they give us a list of meds and we go through and we look through it You know, depending on if we're looking at, you know, this patient has this adverse effect, could it be due to any of these medications or could it be due to something else? So that's another service that we provide. And we provide it in the retail setting too. So it's not just integrating us into clinic per se, but in the retail setting, that's one of our biggest jobs. And that's why sometimes your prescriptions might take a little bit longer because we want to make sure that the dose is appropriate, correct. that there's no drug-drug interactions or anything else that we would be concerned with, or even drug-disease interactions.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Wow! I um, before I, and I know you're going to be a reoccurring um, guest, and um, you know my daughter Chloe is watching the X Files now, and mm-hmm. she really wants she is enthralled with Scully, Scully, and she's in this career-minded part at like eight. <laughs> she's just smart as a whip, and no, she's not eighth grade. I'm sorry, eighth grade. So she's smart as a whip, and and. I'm thinking to myself, what is the make, what kind of a person would would you say might be attracted to frontier rural pharmacy like you, like you're doing? What what would you say to somebody who's thinking to themselves, you know, I want to go into healthcare, but, but um, I don't know if this is for me. and And maybe, maybe their, their image is like a big city or, or a, a big box kind of pharmacy, what would you say to them? Like, who would, who would be attracted to what you're doing?
2: So that's actually a very challenging question. Is it? Yeah, because being attracted to Frontier, really you want to be part of a family. Okay. So if you want to be part of a family, provide services to the community, um, then yeah, this is the area for you. For instance, my favorite part of my job Is when I come in, no matter how busy it is, because now it's busy compared to when we first opened. But no matter how busy it is, my favorite thing of all time every day is when I come in, I can provide that service. I counsel patients on maybe how to take something or why they're taking it or how important the medication is. And they thank you, or you can get you know, you get hugs, or you get we have we have folks that bring us baked goods. I mean it's it's a family. You're not You're not big city, you know, just a number. Um, We definitely take all of our patients to heart.
0: So the relationship aspect is mixed with being able to be professional or a desire to do that. Because I see that you strive for excellence and customer service. I mean, it doesn't even seem like, it doesn't even seem like when I talk to everybody at our pharmacy but they have a hard time relating to people. So, so that's something that I experience. But if it's somebody who's maybe thinking about what they'd like to go into and, and they love the rural way of life, that it would be the pharmacy has this family feel, this close. Is that fair to say a relationship kind of uh, is if that's fulfilling to you as a person, you might enjoy or, or excel in frontier rural pharma, pharmaceutical.
2: Right. Well, and if somebody, so the biggest thing with pharmacy always, like, because you can just do frontier medicine, right, in general, and that would be a family feel. Pharmacy specifically is if you like math and you like chemistry or science, this is a potential career for you. That's,
0: yeah, that's what I was looking for. That's great to know.
2: Yeah. Um, and the pharmacy itself, we're always, the, our pharmacy teams, we're a small family too, because we're see. in it together. Okay. Mm.
0: okay. I've uh, noticed that.
2: I would like, you know,
0: next time we get together, I'd like to hear more about the math and the chemistry. and, And because I think if somebody was listening, they might, they might, they just don't know how all of that works into what you do. So maybe next time we have you back, we can talk about that. Sounds good. All right. So, let's be honest. Adam, we don't have people emailing us with great questions. No. Right? Nope. Not right now. So, we've encountered a problem because this next little portion that we want to do uh, with Stephanie is called Ask the Pharmacist.
1: Commonly asked questions. So, what do you
0: do when you don't have questions? You create questions that you know that your listeners are asking. So... And then you say they're from fake people. Is that manipulative? I don't think so. I mean, so I do want to say from the get out, um, right from the beginning, that if you live in one of these areas, your name just happens to be this. Please, there's no, you know, it's not you. It's not you exactly. We literally just Googled uh, addresses and houses. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. kidding. Um, so, so here we go. This is our. uh, This is how we get to ask the pharmacist, the questions we want to ask uh, vicariously through a fictitious person so nobody knows, right?
1: That it's, that us, it's us. Okay.
0: So Adam, yeah. go ahead and go no, first. No, you go first. You start this okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Adam, um, Albert from Ashland okay, wants to know, when I go into the pharmacy and I get that little blue pill, how do I do it in such a way that I don't have to say, I want the little blue pill, please, out loud in front of everybody, um, and get embarrassed. Do I write it on a piece of paper and slowly slide it across the table? How do I do this? Is it So we're talking about discretion. I don't know. I'm just reading what Albert from Ashland wrote. <laughs> okay. Chose.
2: Well, um, you could write it down on a piece of paper, or you could bring in your prescription bottle. Oh, or we have an app, so you could use our app to request that refill, or you could call it in and if you know your prescription number on the bottle, you can actually enter it through our um, phone system and it will put it in our queue. Wow, wow
0: that's awesome. Wow. So let's say I do those. and, and uh, let's say Albert does this, will they hear "Oh that's you know like do you think Albert? Which one do you think would be the best one for him? Do you think like calling it in and giving the prescription or what do you think?
2: I think the best way would be to use our app. If you Great. have a smartphone, that's really the best way to Great. request a refill. And when we dispense it, we're not going to say it. We'll just say, Albert, was it just one prescription today?
1: Yeah. Nice. Great. That's perfect. very nice. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm, I, Albert's happy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Well, this next one's from Martha in Missoula. Hi, Martha. And, and um, she wants to know why is her copay higher or different than it normally is?
2: Well, every year, and for a lot of insurances, it's a calendar year, so January to the end of December. So that following January, so just this last month, your insurance deductible or the insurance plan itself starts over. So when your insurance plan starts over, Your copays can differ, Ah. and so sometimes at the beginning of the year, you know, depending on what your deductible is, your copay could be higher until you meet that deductible, or your coverage could have changed, and now the copay is just different.
1: Perfect, I,
0: I think that nails it for Martha. Okay, and then Enrique from Ennis wrote this email down in such a way that I don't quite know what he's asking, but I think it's something like, when do my white pills come in?
2: Like maybe he went to the pharmacy and asked for the his refills and said, the white pill?
0: That must be what he means. Okay, Yeah, okay. so what would you tell Enrique if he does this?
2: I would ask some questions because typically there's – more than one prescription that's going to be a white pill. Mm. So maybe interesting naturally
0: interesting. naturally. Yeah.
2: So maybe yeah. the next question is what is that medication for? Okay. If he okay. knows. If he doesn't know, maybe I'll ask shape. Is it a circle? Is it an oval? Is it a tablet? Is it a capsule? Okay.
1: And all this is avoid it's being discretionary. It's not coming out and saying is it beep the name of the drug in front of you know, yeah. all of these people.
0: Right. But, okay. So I think the interesting thing here is that um, that I think we learned today is that there's more than one white pill. <laughs> yes.
1: <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Well, our last one uh, comes from Adam R. in Harden and he asks, why aren't my meds done? Yeah.
0: Why is that?
2: <laughs> well— I'm sorry, Adam. Um, Maybe it could be that we don't have your prescription yet. Maybe it hasn't been sent. Okay. But if you saw the provider type it in, then maybe there's a rejection with your insurance. Okay. Or maybe I'm making sure that it doesn't interact with the other medications that you're on.
0: So, Stephanie, right now you're looking at Adam. Our listeners might be confused. (laughs) We're not talking about you, Adam. (laughs) Right. I, th- I think
1: um, Adam R. from Harden is satisfied with your answer. Okay. I okay. think that you've answered in a way okay. that um, satisfies his question. Thank you very much for joining us for um,
0: Ask Your Pharmacist. That was an exciting time. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you later. Hey, everybody. Thank you again for listening to The One in Five. I want to remind you that you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and and more to come. We'll let you know what those are. Podbean. Podbean. Um, But we love your interaction and your support, so please subscribe. Our podcast has been made possible because of the generous support of Bighorn Valley Health Center here in Hardin, Montana. As well as the Health Resources and Services Administration and a grant called the Rural Health Opioid Program.
1: If you would like to contact us, get a hold of us, if you have any questions, uh, particularly uh, ask the pharmacist question Excellent. for our next. Nice uh, plug. <laughs> ask the pharmacist uh, segment. Uh, you can reach us at the One in Five Podcast at iCloud.com. Dot .com that's the number 1 in number 5 podcast at icloud.com
0: we need to turn that into a jingle I, <laughs> if there's anyone who can do it it's santa the jingle brothers <laughs> oh. <laughs> be our new thing. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway. thanks
1: again for, yeah. for joining us for this episode of the one in five. We really appreciate your support and hit that subscribe button.